the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, the images from Ukraine are sickening. Uh, it is uh, clear that Russia is going to take over that country no matter what it requires to do so. They are bombing apartment buildings. They are bombing anything they can bomb. Uh, the two largest cities in Ukraine are under siege. They have held out six days. It is, um, I never underestimate the toughness of the human spirit, the will of the human spirit, but there is a time where just sheer military force uh, wins out over, you know, physical structures, if, certainly not over uh, the inner will of man, but it is really uh, horrific to watch uh, these cities uh, reduced to rubble, and that's what Vladimir Putin is willing to do. We'll try to give you some perspective today on why this is happening in the context of tonight's uh, presidential State of the Union address. Joe Biden will talk to the country at 9 o'clock tonight. And I don't have any realistic hope that the president will capture the mood of the moment because he is so upside down in the polls in virtually every area of his presidency. In fact, I, I said virtually every area. I can't think of an area where he's right side up. In the polls, he's upside down on the border, on inflation, on international policy, on uh, education. I mean, he's upside down on everything. Uh, so there was thought given to the fact that he would articulate a pivot two weeks ago before things in Ukraine became uh, inevitably as awful as they are. Uh, he may he may try. I don't think that anyone's focus will be turned away from uh, the searing images of women and children uh, hunkered down underground, hoping not to be bombed to death. Uh, And the perspective of the country is uh, one that may not be one that should dictate policy. I will allow for the fact that I am not an expert on what delivering the kind of aid I'd love to see Ukraine get might mean long-term. It's easy to watch this and say, well, there's a 40-mile convoy of thousands of soldiers with supplies to replenish the Russian war effort. Let's just blow that convoy to smithereens and further the cause of freedom in Ukraine. Uh, How does Putin respond to that? I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks it's utter weakness to allow him to do what he's doing, and we are allowing it. NATO is allowing it. There's no um, camouflaging what Vladimir Putin is doing and is trying to do and is bent on doing. There's no disguising it at all. We know. We see it on the satellite images. We see it playing out with news media coverage right there on the streets. 
he is dictating. We are reacting. And there are a lot of people who think we are not reacting with very much resolve. And so it's natural for us to want to help and to say, let's stop this. This is not something that should happen. We would never want this to happen to us. It should not happen to Ukrainians. I certainly understand that. I won't offer uh, any kind of insight into what we should do. I'll just say that it's appalling to watch what we are seeing. But I do think that it is very, very naive to think that in the relative immediate aftermath of Vladimir Putin and Chairman Xi Jinping meeting at the Beijing Olympics, that this is not just part of a challenge that our administration is going to face over the next few years of a Joe Biden presidency. I have heard the conversations. I said yesterday when Condi Rice says that Vladimir Putin's a different Vladimir Putin, I'm like, okay, she knows her stuff. I'll go along with that. But to some degree, Vladimir Putin has always wanted to do this. And he did not do it during the presidency of Donald Trump. And I don't mean to make this about, but if Trump were president, even though it wouldn't be happening if Trump were president, the point is he's not president. And we need the president we have to react in such a way that this atrocity does not get worse or does not encourage atrocities elsewhere. And there is a significant possibility that what is happening in Ukraine will sooner, later, sooner than later, later than sooner, be happening in Taiwan. Breitbart has spoken to a Lithuanian politician, and Lithuania is one of the states that broke away from the Soviet Union when it split up. His name is Matas Maldikas. He says that the invasion of Ukraine by Russia is just the first step of a plan to upend the international order. Here's a quote. Everything is being coordinated with China. Putin, along with China, is trying to create a new world order in which the rules of the world are created in Beijing and Moscow. Ukraine is just part of this plan. Taiwan also. So China is in the midst of a drought. They have billions of people. They need to feed those people. Russian grain can feed those people. Russian wheat can feed those people. Ukraine is a very rich country in farmland. Ergo, connect the dots. And everything that this politician says makes sense. Doesn't mean it's true, but it makes sense. And also, you have heard Putin talk about Ukraine is a part of Russia. It never should have ceased to be a part of Russia. There is history in Ukraine for what could happen with its agricultural resources being pillaged to be sent elsewhere. That happened in the 1930s when Stalin starved millions of people in Ukraine by taking their food and shipping it out of Ukraine. So, I believe all of this has been emboldened by the weakness of our president, by the preoccupation of the people around him with utter nonsense issues. Pick one. Climate change. Transgenderism. Free college. Free child care. 
build back better infrastructure. We have buried our head in the sand ever deeper as our world has become even more dangerous. And so tonight, Joe Biden will step, shuffle to the podium, and he will speak interminably. He will (laughs) no doubt talk tough. Or will we have cleanup on aisle seven like we always do after a Biden press conference where he says something? I would think not since it'll all be on the prompter for him and he won't be taking questions. But we never know what we're going to get, except we don't have any hope at this point in time that it'll be inspirational or insightful. And never have we had a need for both those two things more than now. To update you on a story from yesterday, we talked about the uh, egregious data dump. It's not a breach. Somebody hacks you if you get breached. But if you just give out the data, that's a dump. And the Hilliard School District uh, willingly, mistakenly, foolishly, gave away disciplinary details for 4,200 students in the district over the last five years to a simple freedom of information request. Now, let me just say my experience, and we will talk with Scott DeMauro of the Ohio Education Association. He's the president of that teachers union. And I will say this, I appreciate Mr. DeMauro coming on the show. I want to talk to him about bills that are in front of the Ohio legislature. I want to talk to him about the issues that we talk about a lot here on this show critical race theory and uh, should transgender uh, girls, that's a biological boy, be allowed to play girls' sports? Should bathrooms in Ohio schools be um, all gender, I guess? All, no, excuse me. Gender is a phony term. There's no such thing as gender. Sex, male and female. We deal in truth here, not leftist nonsense. But should bathrooms be open to boys and girls together? We'll talk to Mr. DeMauro about that. And uh, I do appreciate him coming on the show very much. I don't, I don't know if we'll agree on much, but I, I want to know what he thinks of curriculum transparency and those kinds of things. So I am very comfortable giving my views on those things and my rationale for why. And I am very appreciative that Mr. DeMauro is not afraid because I guarantee you that I offered this to Melissa Cropper of the other teachers union and have not heard hide nor hair from her, nor have I heard hiding her hair from Hilliard over the phone, because over the phone is a little different than an email. An email you can send, and you can not have to engage. You do not have to answer questions. You might say something you regret. You might expose your ineptitude. So Hilliard has handled this uh, data dump where somebody said, you know, we're not sure your view in Hilliard is that social-emotional learning betters the mental health of students. We question that. So we're going to submit a freedom of information request, and anybody can do that, anybody, any citizen, anybody, anywhere. And we want to look at number of disciplinary incidents you had in like 2018, 2019, 2020. And we want to see if since you started social-emotional learning instruction and... um I think I've played this, but I cannot play it enough. In fact, I know I've played it, and I know I can't play it enough. 
This is an example of social-emotional learning. This is Amanda from the Kaleidoscope Youth Center to Hilliard-Davidson teachers recently in a quote-unquote developmental seminar. Amanda doesn't want to speak. I don't know why. Amanda is not speaking. Hold on one second. Let me try this again. My computer is a little bulky. She said basically uh, the concept of uh, transgenderism is uh, hard to grasp for adults because 12-year-olds have it all figured out, but you don't. 12-year-olds have it all figured out. Okay. So the people in Hilliard said, you know, we want to look at the number of disciplinary incidents you had in 2018 or 2019 or 2020. If they're going down, if the number of disciplinary incidents are going down every year, well, That makes it harder to argue that social-emotional learning is a bad thing. So they just wanted the raw data. And the uh, um, inept inept people at Hilliard, lawyers, people in uh, communications, superintendent, uh, supplied the raw data. But they also attached the specific names, student ID numbers, and everything else including the offenses alleged to have been committed and the school district's response to the disciplinary incident. They gave it all. They gave everything. In fact, the person who requested the information said, I'm not asking for the specifics because I know you can't give me the specifics because that would be a violation of federal, federal, I said, federal privacy statutes for students. Wow, if I was a parent in Hilliard, I'd be very interested in learning about this. Supposedly, they have emailed all the parents and told them about this. So here's the email they sent out yesterday because they don't have the guts to return a phone call. On the afternoon of Sunday, February 27th, that was this past Sunday, we learned records containing personally identifiable information related to past student discipline were inadvertently disclosed to a community member in response to a public records request. Within the hour We began working with our attorney to investigate this situation. You better believe they did. There was no disclosure of Social Security numbers. Well, thank goodness for that. Birthdays, addresses, or phone numbers. This was a clerical error. Ah, simple clerical error. Which was immediately corrected by the district. How do you bring, how do you get the genie back in the bottle? Anyway, that's their view. It was immediately corrected by the district. Maybe acknowledged would have been a better word there, rather than corrected. We have confirmed with the recipient of the information that the records have been destroyed. Ah, I'll have more on that in a moment. And we appreciate the recipient's assistance in protecting the information of our students. We are in the process of contacting each student to make them aware of this error. We recognize the seriousness of this mistake, and new protocols have been created to better protect our student information. Would the new protocols be firing the dopey people who made this egregious mistake? Would that be the new protocol? That should be the new protocol. We apologize to the involved students and families, and we'll work to ensure a situation like this is not repeated. Well, I would certainly think so, since you're probably going to get your pants sued off for doing it the first time, or should. Now, back to the statement. We have confirmed with the recipient of the information that the records have been destroyed, and we appreciate the recipient's assistance. Blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. What they do not tell you is that the recipient of the information 
had himself inadvertently, but not criminally, because he's not under the same restrictions as the board, he had inadvertently sent it out to a group of people who shared his concerns about social-emotional learning. And so this information was distributed to other people, and the board does not mention that. Again, this person who distributed it, he didn't even know at the time. He's like, went back to look at it, back to look at it. You know, you're trying to put a case together about social-emotional learning. He goes back to look at it, back to look at it. Well, maybe this day. And then there was a little word on the file. I forget what the word was. Expand, detail, something. And he clicked on that word and whoa, whoa. It was like an episode of uh, a Mission Impossible movie where all of a sudden, like on the computer screen, like reams and reams and reams of information started downloading. And he's like, whoa, I don't think I'm supposed to see this. And he, of course, immediately let them know about it. But after he had sent it to other people, before he knew he had this portal into the extremely private information of students in the Hilliard District. Moms, dads, your kids someday are going to try to get a job in Hilliard. They're going to try to get into college somewhere. Do you approve of a district, of a attorney firm, a communications office, a whatever, whoever's fingerprints are on this really screwed up to the extent that a very routine three-paragraph email doesn't begin to cut it for level of accountability. See, the Hilliard schools would just love this to go away. They just love this to go away. And this is not nearly enough of a mea culpa. You disclose the private information. Again, you can be accused of something. It's like, do you want all that information out there? This is, this is a violation of, as I said, a federal privacy standard for students who, some of them, probably most of them, since not everybody in the Hilliard schools is 18 or over, are minors. Wow. To me, that's a big, big, big deal that requires a lot more than a three-paragraph statement. We'll see if parents take this lying down, don't pay any attention to it, whatever. But I would imagine they'll have a few parents who might involve, um, at least explore, a phone call to an attorney to find out how they should proceed. Uh, We will proceed next to talk more about education with Scott DeMauro. He is the president of the Ohio Education Association. Uh, I would like to know uh, how he feels about some of the uh, bills in front of the Ohio General Assembly, including the backpack bill. I'm a supporter of that. We'll see if Mr. DeMauro is when he joins the Bruce Hooley Show next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.